Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. We will be discussing child abuse and child exploitation throughout pretty much the entire episode. Please be advised. Someplace underneath. I tell you what I made? Please tell me so I can smile and think about it before we start this next part. I made some sweet potato dumplings and I sauteed Ooh. some mushrooms really long uh, with some anchovies uh, in it. What? Do you like anchovies? I love them. I I eat some seafood and a lot of times I know that there's stuff anchovies in stuff I eat. So I would be thrilled if you made that meal for me. And then didn't tell you. No, you can't. <laughs> just, no, I do like I don't want to eat stuff that has like chicken stock in it and stuff. Oh, right. Because that's fair. Because if, a, you know, you would have chicken stock, you'd probably get sick. Your I body's like it. it. It also like I can often tell in the, the taste of it's in stuff. And I just I don't I don't want it. Yeah, that's uh, a prank I never got behind when they're like, we're going to give these vegans meat. And that's I'm like, fucking that's not, no. that's not a prank. It's just being sadistic for no reason. The, the, the enzymes in their stomach have died off. But they can't digest that meat. They're going to get really sick. Also, what? That's like, I don't, I get, uh, excuse me. You get really mad. You just got mad. Uh, I, I know people make the whole like, vegans are the most annoying people. I'm not vegan. And I understand where that's coming from. But I often think actually most vegans don't talk about it. It's more the people when yeah. they hear they're vegan go, oh, I bet you da, 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 da. A vegan at a CrossFit walks into a bar who tells you who they are first. And I was like, I don't know, man. You're the one making the joke. Yeah. And then people feel the need to be like, I don't care, man. I love more than anything of watching pigs die and their yeah. eyes are like eating their face. And I people are like, steak every day. Okay. That's cool, okay. man. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez Louise. Calm down. There's like meat bros. It's just, everything's meat. I feel like their breath stinks. I mean, every time. I, their poop stuff. And they stink. always have some weird wife. These are family vloggers that I'm like, huh? It's weird. Like, have you seen The Liver King? No, you've, you've told tale of the liver king It's to just me. meat, 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 which I get it. Like some people, they're probably descendants from hunters. You need to eat the meat. It's just a lot of like raw organ Well, it meat. becomes like a weird fetish thing, though. It's I like not so. a, It's not a health thing after a while. His wife does not look like she wants to be there. 
Do they have any meat babies? <laughs> they have some children. I saw a video where he was like, it was like daytime. And he's like, all right, sons, it's daytime. So you're going to go up to a girl. And what you're going to do is you're going to ask her, how's your day? You hand her your phone. You say, give me your number. And okay. You slap her in the face with a big side of liver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's good to like teach boys that there's a healthy way to flirt and approach a woman. Right? Like there is. But it's weird that I'm watching this. I feel like that's a private father-son thing. Yeah. Also, welcome to Someplace Underneath in Mallory Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. Um, we're on a tear right now. <laughs> we are. I I don't know if how old are these kids that he's doing that? They look like they're in high school. Oh. Okay. Or younger even. I Maybe thought you younger. were saying like he was telling seven year olds how to, to f- to flirt appropriately, <laughs> hey, which is miss, really weird. You look like you are. Uh, you could get some ice cream with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you bitch! <laughs> um, you're ugly anyway. Oh, no, this one. So yeah, I don't like any of that. I don't. I don't. Uh. Yeah, that ridiculous meat. I don't know, man. Like eat however much meat you want, but it's weird that they're. It's projecting where they just talk about how vegans talk about their being vegan. Exactly. So much. Exactly. Like, I haven't seen a channel where they do this like you did. It'd be cool if all of the animals they ate they made their house out of the bones. Oh my god, that'd be kind of fun. You could. That was all those like hunter dudes in Louisiana when I would go over to their house. Like they had just the animals all over the wall. I was just like, oh, this place reeks of death. And their wife was either a hunter also. And she'd be like, me and and Chucker, we go out there. We go hunt together. And I ain't got to get some mud on my boots. You ain't my friend unless you get mud on my boots. Or they would just be like in the kitchen just shaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what other alternatives there would. Who else wouldn't be married to somebody who just like had slaughtered animals everywhere. It'd either be somebody who was real into it or real scared. Too much. They have a thing called first kill where you kill your first deer and you get the blood smeared over you. I guess. I do appreciate if somebody's going to eat animals so they see where it comes from. I yeah. do. I do think that that's a good thing. That's pretty ethical. It is. To know where your meat comes from and it's not just created in a chicken nugget factory somewhere. But we are <laughs> we are going... We're going off today, but we are talking about actually people pretty close to that genre because we left off last week speaking of the Pastel QAnon family vlog. Oh, Pastel QAnon. Mm-hmm. I like the phrase, but not the people. Yeah, I know. It sounds it sounds like a fun time. Because when I look at these things, I'm like, oh, I don't have the big house and everything's painted white and pristine. And then I'm like, oh, I also don't have a family that comes from money. Also, the aesthetic of it. For me personally, it just makes it, I feel like I'm in a mental institution. Everything's white. And and you can't, like, you have to sit with your hands in your lap and just like look forward. And no, I can't, I can't even wear a white shirt because I will get, it will be covered in sauces within Spaghetti. moments. Yeah. I like tacky, ta- I have tacky I taste. Love, I love, yeah. I want everything to be hot pink. Yeah. Beautiful paintings of women everywhere. Sounds great. That's I want big flowers, bold. I want, I want to wear big blouses with low cut tops and my tits hanging out. And just yeah, be like, Hello. everything's a metaphor for a pussy everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drink champagne. How and much come over? More fun is that? That That's, sounds way better. Yeah, not sit with my hand in my laps and just read the Bible. Yeah, gross, gross. Especially because a lot of these people. We'll get into this, but the religion seems to have come in. After the YouTube channel, because it's the aesthetic. So we started talking about this, right? So we left off when we were regarding the kind of exploitation that happens to extremely vulnerable children, like foster and adopted children, which is a huge 
market. I don't even want to call it a market, but that's how they're viewed. You don't want to think of human life as a commodity? Especially little kids who are in a crisis. Yeah. But that's how a lot of these moms see it. They see the dollar signs of it. And and we can't really have this conversation without... (laughs) Mentioning a woman who is one of the most notorious culprits of this, whose name is Micah. There's also a bit of white saviorism thrown in here. Don't worry. (laughs) So I I had actually really kind of debated on whether or not I was going to bring her up because the situation is technically over and she has deleted herself from YouTube, which is a good thing. But her husband has a separate YouTube channel that is not directly they people wouldn't know automatically that it was linked to this family. Oh. And their family's still profiting from it. So I'm just gonna go ahead and bring this up because also it's indicative of this much more terrifying problem anyway. So foreign countries have actually begun to put sanctions on Americans who are adopting their country's babies. Oh, because it's such a problem. Other countries are like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. We got to put some laws on this. Yes. For very specifically for people like Micah, because they exist. Micah, like many long-term content creators who we've already mentioned, had evolved her channel to follow specific trends on what people watch the most. It had really nothing to do with what she actually had to offer. Just more about like the business of going, well, let's follow the trends and what gets, you know, the algorithms, what gets to the top of the pile. Just like we talked about with like those prank channels. So same theory, different conclusion she came to. Instead of doing these prank show skits things, she went down this mommy vlogger path of clean eating, religion, everything's white in the house. That was not our personality before that, but it turned out to be what people wanted to watch so her channel was doing pretty well with this sort of pathway and she had kids she had a husband they were doing the whole thing it was already pretty exploitative when she announced that she decided she was going to adopt a baby from china oh and it turns out that people were thrilled they loved this concept It seemed like a little bit of she was kind of throwing spaghetti at a wall. And then people reacted and being like, yay, Micah, yay. It's not like she's not like taking the time to be like, oh, this is an actual human life. Yeah. From another like place with different traditions and cultures. Yeah. It almost feels like she had almost like looked into the analytics of people who watched adoption stories and saw that they got huge spikes in their channels and she's like um i guess i'll go with china the numbers say i should do that yes so i mean she saw the money the writings on the wall what is she gonna not use a baby for money (laughs) come on so this woman not only documented this process she also disclosed personal information about this child before she had even adopted him and on top of that As she gave very personal, intimate medical information about this child who was not hers, she was soliciting money from her viewers while she was already receiving a lot of money from her channel and all the brand deals she had. But she was also then asking for extra money to help with the adoption process. This thing I want to fill you in on is we are doing a little fundraiser for little... We are going to be revealing picture to you guys and to the world and we're so excited to share 
our little boy with you guys. Just so tremendously excited. We'll have a link to the fundraiser um, if you guys want to donate um, in the description box below, but we have a thousand piece puzzle and every time someone donates, each puzzle piece is worth $5. Every time someone donates, we start putting the puzzle pieces together. That whole section is her talking about, if you guys could see it in your heart, every $5, we're going to put a piece of a puzzle together. And there's a thousand piece puzzle. And if we can get $5 for all of it, you'll get to see what the baby looks like. <sighs> That's so crazy. This lady makes me nervous. She looks like she doesn't blink. And I feel like if I were to have a conversation with her, I would walk away feeling bad about myself somehow. Yeah. She also does that baby voice affectation too. So that you know she's really safe. And she would never do anything bad, ever. No, so welcome ever. to Some Place Underneath. I am for Nelson. <laughs> I'll buy your baby. <laughs> uh, Just give me $5 and you can see what the baby looks like? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And that wasn't even when the child was her adopted child yet. And also... Alongside of that, she mentions in her own videos that the child with special needs and there were several specialists along this way who tried to deter her from taking this child because they didn't think she had the ability to be the parent that this child needed. That's and, a 24-hour job right there. Yeah, and I'll pop on this clip here too, but in that video, it's her saying like, and we said no. We prayed about it and we are supposed to, this is our son, blah, blah, blah. She could not handle the child. No. So she, like these specialists were telling her to not <laughs> do this, but she was just getting too much validation from her channel to stop. So she insisted on going through this adoption. And then she proceeded to give him away two years later. Two years? I don't want him anymore. I'm done. Two years. That's enough time for him to form some kind of emotional bond. Uh, and to yeah. break that, he's going to be, f it's going to be have a little bit of a little fuckery in his head. So there are instances where adoptions don't work. I know that the majority of people who go through that process, it's incredibly traumatic and very upsetting and sad, but it happens relatively quickly most of the time. To have a young child for two years who you're calling your son, who you make multiple videos about, who you show his private business, show all of his special need issues on your videos for money and specifically say, we would never give our son away. And then you just do that. On top of that, she also tried to hide it from her subscribers. They won't notice. <laughs> she did it. She slowly eased him out of it. Like the way you would if you're trying to quit smoking, like, you know, one video less a week, one video less a day. Like, people weren't going to notice this child that she was making tons of money off of suddenly is no longer there. And so finally, when she was forced into a corner to acknowledge it, she and her husband put out this bizarre white background while they sit on a bed video where they're crying. Crying? You know, saying like, Why are you crying? Oh, I'm so sorry. Man, I hate it when people do that. Like, you did the thing. It's yeah. also, th this apology also is a lot about her feeling sorry for herself. So this is by far the hardest video James and I have ever publicly had to make. It's not what we've ever wanted to hear. We've never wanted to be in this position and trying to get him, get his needs met and help him as much as possible. It's really hard. It wasn't a, a minute that I didn't try our hardest and... I think what Jen was trying to say is that after
after multiple assessments, after multiple evaluations, professionals have felt that he needed a different fit in his medical needs. He needed more. We, we haven't made this video yet. It's because we've been trying to protect his privacy, his rights. And that's why like on Instagram and stuff, I've tried to like let you know as little as I could, but I couldn't tell you anymore because I didn't want to mess anything up. <laughs> when you get like insidious, hurtful comments, it just like really makes it hurt worse. It's not about me at all, but it's just like this journey has been, the last couple months have been like the hardest thing I could have ever imagined going to, choosing to do. Anything that happened in the home that was hard for that's not fair for me to put out there publicly. That's his privacy. And I ask everyone that, you know, watches this video that supports our family, you know, give us grace, give us the support and the privacy that we need during this time. Just because I may be positive on my stories or be having fun, doing something fun, doesn't mean that I'm not like still horribly hurting and the same for Jim. So like, just please have grace with us. It goes on forever, Ugh. but this is, this is the tone of the video and her going, we must be kind. I'm just, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. You did it. You did the thing. And she does play the victim as well in this video. That's like me slapping myself. Be like, I slapped myself. Yes. And all sweet <laughs> I I hit myself. Oh, man. I'd love if you put a video out where you were doing an apology slash an accusation video at yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, the, a lot of that video entails her saying things like, uh, we are trying to protect the privacy of this little boy after she had exploited him for years yeah. and made a fortune. I mean, a fortune on this child and then got rid of him. It came to a point where like, oh, no, this isn't really trending anymore. I do feel like that is what's going on in her head. That's like uh, gaslighting. I mean, it's psychotic. Gaslight I... girl boss. You take that kid from China and give him back. Woo. Well, the other part, which we're not even going to get into too much on this, it became kind of confusing because she, quote unquote, rehomed him, which is a thing that you don't say about a human being. That's what you say about a dog. That she, even before this all happened, by the way, Viewers started to go back and look at this content of this child who, by the way, doing this research, enough people who have covered this, I've never even seen this child's face and I have learned a lot about her. So it is possible to look into these people doing these things without seeing the children and seeing their videos. I, I have not seen them personally. I've seen screenshots and everywhere I've gone, his face is blurred. People are very respectful, except for her. She wasn't. But yeah, but um, when she gets caught, she's like, we need to be respectful of our privacy right now. Seriously, she did that, though. It's crazy. <laughs> what a psychotic yeah. person. <laughs> so viewers started going back and going through her content and they were noticing she very visibly didn't treat him like she did her biological children. Oh. She would do stuff like he had a thumb sucking problem. And there was videos where he, they went back and they noticed she had put duct tape around his finger to get him to stop sucking his thumb and like doing things that are very cruel and like stuff you would do if you were irritated yeah that's like mommy dearest shit yeah no more wire hangers. but she never did that kind of things to her biological children who are also on the channel i mean i guess maybe it's good he's no longer there it is good but it's very clear that this woman used this child as a prop and it's one that got her a lot of money and he didn't get to see any of that 
And when she squeezed everything she could out of that adoption, she just got annoyed that she had this nuisance. And she, again, rehomed him to a random family in America, which is, again, not illegal. What? Yeah, there's baby trading on... We got to do an entire series on that. That is crazy. When Again, one of the adults going to step in and be like, hey, hey, what's going on here? What are you doing? I think we're the adults, so we have to do it. We're the adults? Yeah. I almost shit my pants today, Natalie. I know. Well, that's who's running the world now. Jesus Christ. So, speaking of dogs, (laughs) another mommy vlogger who was super taken aback by the previously mentioned country setting boundaries about filming their adopted children is a real piece of work woman named Nikki. Yeah, and again, this is not about me like, you know, this is calling out Nikki. A lot of people have already done it. It's more to, this is the wider scope issue that they are doing a very good job of honing in on the worst things that mommy bloggers can do. And because of like this woman's actions, I don't feel bad about saying her name. She was very popular for a time. Some of her posts were getting millions of views. And like Micah Stauffer and like these prank families we talked about, sort of had changed her channel to follow trends for popularity's sake. So her earlier videos, like, you know, I want to say eight, nine years ago, were her trying to pursue a music career. Oh, okay. When that didn't pan out, she turned towards the pastel QAnon married woman who was vlogging her closet organization skills route. Along with that, you can't do that if you're not going to start having babies. People will not watch it. Really? No. They'll watch my channel, though, me just puttering around my house. Yeah, but you're in, you have like an interesting personality. and you. <laughs> it's If you're going down this road, if you are actually following analytics and you want to do this route of that, you know, soft focus, string lights behind you, fall colored scarf. This is how I can vegetables. Um, You cannot do that without children. It will not. You won't get anywhere. Really? Yes. Oh, damn. So, but you do good. You got your own thing. But yeah, so she decided this is what she was going to do, but she didn't have any kids yet. God damn it. (laughs) Um, Big problem. So, which again, I don't give a care. I'm sure there are people who want to watch her content, but it's not going to get the numbers. It's not going to get the numbers as the babies, as wow. the children. I mean, I would love to see a woman putter around the farm and be like, all right, watch me like pick up cow shit today. I'd watch that video. But that's the thing. This woman isn't doing that. She's doing the very boring sort of like... I'm writing thank you cards to my family. Right. And there there isn't a market for that unless there's children involved. Right. You could probably be pretty popular if you were like... Being fun and kind of picking up shit and saying naughty words and, you know, showing a little shoulder if you wanted to. Ooh, little sassy girls. But but these are not sassy girls. This is not sassy girls. These are not sassy girls. And she, this woman, actually considered doing an adoption journey. But as she said on this one video. All right. Hi, guys. So we are not... Adopting from Thailand. Sorry. Yeah. So, okay. um, The other day on Instagram, I posted that I was really bummed about something going on with the adoption. But we already had a bunch of stuff to update you guys on before this like drama already went down. So we are still adopting. We're just not adopting from Thailand anymore. Here's Here's the situation. 
Um, recently, about two weeks ago, so the organization that we're adopting through is called and they started following Dan and I on Instagram. Well, then the next day I get an email from someone else within and they're like, Hey Nikki, we saw that you connected with the social media team, which is great. That's amazing. We just wanted to make sure you're aware of our social media policy. And I'm like, what social media policy? (laughs) And I had no idea. I mean, to be honest, the way that I was going into this thing was kind of like my own version of common sense. Well, I have a different filter of like common sense. So, okay. So they say she sends me over a sheet, right? And I open up this sheet of all the policies and I'm reading it. And I was like, kind of confused. And so I send her back an email. I'm like, is this basically just saying like not to share any information about our future child until they're officially ours? Cause that's what I deemed like common sense. Like when we get matched with a kid and we have the picture and the information, I wasn't planning on sharing that just because who knows that kid may end up not being our kid. And then they could be with someone else. And we didn't want to like violate someone's privacy. That isn't like our kid. Um, that sounds weird, but you know what I'm saying? So I asked her that and she was like, well, yes, but also Thailand has a, its own law that's unique to it. That, um, after you are, you pick up your child and they're your child, you are not allowed to talk about them or share any images, photos, videos, anything about them online for a year. Yeah. And that, so I mean, Nikki's got a YouTube channel where we share a whole lot. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. When that hit, we literally were like, yeah, what? Like we literally were like, I wait, what? (laughs) Dan's like, maybe we could deal with that for a year. And we're talking about it. And we're like, all right, let's pray about it. Let's sleep on it. And then let's see how we feel. We even like the country director with actually spoke to the Thai government and was like, can you make an exception for them? Because like their whole lives are online in a really like, basically it's their business in like a public way. And they were like, nope, no exceptions. And we were like, then so this now is not we're on what the God radar has us. And we can't like get away with anything. Basically, in that video, she goes on about um they said that like I couldn't vlog my baby for a whole year after. Like, what? She got upset. She did. <laughs> you mean I can't do a moral bad thing? Come on, let me do the moral bad thing. Yeah. And she also says they prayed about it. And God said she needs to go to a different country to get a baby that doesn't have those roles. Did God say that? I don't think God said that to you, woman. Oh, she prayed about it. And God said my baby will be a star. (laughs) That's like when those preachers are like, I prayed about it. And God said that y'all need to give me money for a yacht. Yes. That's exactly what that shit is. I don't think God said that. I don't think he did. I don't think God cares about your child being on YouTube. Nope. Probably would like it if you didn't do that. But yeah, so... They decided they weren't going to do that. So they nixed those plans. They still wanted to follow the formula, you know, of the overexposed white balance videos and her discussing all the conservative clothing hauls from H&M. And oh, she's right. Had to dress modestly. Yes. It's always that. I'm yeah. Like, Boo. Boring. Dress like a slut. Yeah. And also the sort of like she does videos where she's not anti-vax, but have you really looked into the research? Because... Giving vaccines to your baby is evil, but I'm, you know, that's just my opinion. And yeah, just kind of like 
it's like a softly proposing the question. I want to be like, just say it. Just say you're anti-vax. Yeah. You're not going to like vax your baby. I at least would have more respect for you because I know exactly where you're coming from. Well, it's hence the pastel QAnon where they package it in this very gentle I can't way. quite say what I want, but I guess I'm just going to kind of stay. But I guess some people don't care about their babies. <laughs> I guess that's just the way it is. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter <laughs> or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. <laughs> now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. So she continues on that road. She decides they're still going to do family planning, and she finally gets that baby. Oh, good for her. But it's the old-fashioned way. By naturally conceiving and filming the at-home water birth for 1.1 million people to enjoy. Oh, so as soon as that baby's hit in this world, they are being seen. Mm-hmm. This is, and more we'll be talking about. A lot of these mommy bloggers have done from out of the womb onward, like vlogging their children's lives. That's um, so, um, God, what's that movie? The Truman Show. It is. It's yeah. very Truman Show. Yeah. She probably would have flown under the radar quite a bit and been sort of like a... You know, run-of-the-mill mom in a sea of women hoping to monetize their child, if not for the infamous Bowser video. Oh, what's Bowser? What's the Bowser video, ask? It's just this video where she and her husband, they do this, again, somber crying sitting on the bed video where they describe how Bowser, their dog of many years, snapped at their son when the toddler got into the dog's face because the dog was eating. And so they did this big like photo shoot this like glamorous kind of photo shoot with the dog and the baby and then they had someone come over and kill the dog (laughs) i'm sorry that's not funny that's crazy it's it's crazy yes that's like these people are so like we must be soft and feminine but then they do things like monetize their child kill their dog like this is it's such a um i don't know this is crazy this, this is almost a sidebar because it's the worst of her stuff is not even so far. She is exploiting her child. She does show her child. But this thing, it's really hard to not bring it up because in this perplexing, unnecessary act, the couple, they not only do this insane thing, they are so detached from reality that they decide that people are going to feel pity for them. And they put out a video describing what they've done. And then the guy came over with a gun and then put the gun between the dog's head and pulled the trigger. Well, part of the video is the husband saying, I really thought about doing it old yeller style and taking him out back and shooting him in the head and was crying, but saying the shit. And then they were perplexed when people were super upset. Yeah. Why would you be upset by this? Yeah. That's what I meant to say, detached from reality. Yeah, it is. I think maybe that's why I do feel like we need to talk about it because it does kind of describe, I think, why maybe some of these things are happening on these channels is that 
they get lost in in the content so much that you know like for example with this if you're an animal lover in general this is already going to kind of like turn your stomach but even if you don't have a strong connection to dogs you should be able to understand that the cognitive dissonance that comes from the the perceived i guess i assume a thrill that nikki received at the idea the very idea that she might elicit some sort of response and get views and pity from people who would feel so sad for her because she killed her dog and <laughs> that it would knock her views up. I killed my dog and it's sad. Give me five dollars. <laughs> I mean, it does feel like that. That's crazy. <laughs> and the dog had been her husband's, by the way. And while some of the earlier channels we discussed might have had the husband pulling the strings, like last episode when we were talking about the Prince family, this channel is definitely in the hands of Nikki. And it definitely feels like her husband is being dragged along, which makes this whole thing a little more fucked up because I do get the sense that Nikki was the one who said, we are going to kill this dog because that dog came with the husband. That was the husband's dog for a long time. Oh, I'd be so mad. But it does feel a little bit like an abuse relationship. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, he looks like he didn't want to be there. In the video, he he was doing this thing with his hand was touching the back of his head. Yeah. That's a pose of, like, discomfort. He looks very uncomfortable in it. And can you imagine if I had a boyfriend? I was like, baby, baby, stand for the camera. No, don't stand like that. Okay. After you, you killed his dog. After I killed his fucking dog. <laughs> what an evil. <laughs> it's, it's scary, man. It's Look, really scary. Smile for the camera. Okay, now cry. Cry and say you were going to kill it yourself. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. I, I, uh. I forgot to mention also with Micah Stauffer, who we just talked about, the adoption disaster. But that also is another couple that it, it definitely feels as though Micah is the leader of this couple and kind of the husband didn't really have a lot of say in it. It kind of felt like Micah really wanted to abandon this child way more than the husband wanted to. And this is how it feels with Nikki, too, that her husband didn't really want to do any of this. But Nikki was like, Oh, your dog snapped at my child when the child was the one getting in the face of the dog. So the dog's dead now. Wow. That's what it feels like to me. How are these women married? And I can't even get a second date. I mean, you is, could marry. But the thing is, what I do, I do I have to start doing shit like this, Dad? No, but you can marry. Listen, I don't know this guy. <laughs> you could marry a gentleman who you could kind of drag around if you wanted to. I guess, but, but I, think I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. No. You, you'd, you'd like to have a partner. But if you wanted to have somebody, you know that you could just sort of like drag around. And yeah. Babe, babe, I'm going to kill your dog and then we're going to talk about it. Okay? Three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. Yeah. So the pre-murder photo shoot is really the most bizarre part of this whole ordeal because they did it like a glamour shot thing, like a like with the dog where they put their mangled son. That's not true. The dog didn't even break the skin on the kid or anything. The kid also got in the dog's space while the dog was eating, which is the number one thing you teach children not to do. Yeah. Also, this dog didn't seem to be like out of control. And they also lied about saying the Humane Society told them that they couldn't rehome the dog because the dog was too crazy and they needed to kill the dog. And then the Humane Society came out and was like, no, we didn't say that. <laughs> no, you said we had to kill the dog. <laughs> you said we had to take a photo shoot and then kill it. Yeah. Humane Society said we had to do this. Yeah. Give us five dollars. So give us five dollars because they're so mean. And they're smiling with it. Yeah. That's psychotic. But they're all the thing that's also crazy is they do with the photos. They make the 
son hugged the dog who they had to kill because he was so violent. There's no evidence that this dog was like crazy. And also it wasn't even like a massive, like, you know, it wasn't like a um, a German shepherd or something. It was a medium-sized dog. The dog was not dangerous. And dog's just like, today's a good day. Yes. I was snapped at a little kid a little bit, but I had some food and now I'm taking pictures and yeah. my humans love me. Yeah, exactly. What is that gun doing over it- here? I mean, <laughs> that's what happened. Well, I'm in heaven now. <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope he's in so. heaven. Well, do you think people would watch the movie All Dogs Go to Hell? <laughs> I mean, I would. And it's just like a golden retriever just like fucking getting stabbed. No, I don't want to watch them being tortured. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would say. <laughs> we laugh because gallows humor is the only thing that gets us through some of this. That's it. So it's all weird. I'm going to make this sweeping statement and I'm going to say that maybe a lot of these moms got into the momming thing and found this niche really early on in their lives. And maybe it was based on pressure to have a family or maybe it was a lack of understanding they had options, a lack of self-reflection. I don't know. I think a lot of these moms, including this Nikki woman here, had a vision and a drive and they wanted to do something with their lives, but they have now descended into this life that they've been chained to. And now this has to be the thing that makes them popular and famous yeah they obviously have like a controlling nature i mean you could go work for nasa you know yeah go like that'd be great look at the numbers for space you gotta be very controlling there or just be an entertainer be a mom who sings right sing songs about your kids why do you have to make it about your kids privacy why why tell me (laughs) um so i am currently subtweeting at a woman named ruby That is who I'm talking about right now. Though she claims that she's done making videos on her family channel as of about six or seven months ago, she still kept the channel up, which has over two million subs and continues to monetize on every awful, humiliating moment of her six children's lives. This woman is one of the worst people I've ever encountered. I'm not naming her channel. You guys can find it very quickly. But... Her name's Ruby. Her family channel was started in early 2015. And while it at first seemed to be a collab between her and her husband, both vlogging being parents, it was very quickly apparent that it was spearheaded by Ruby with her husband making sort of supplementary content on it. But it's really Ruby's channel, even though they call it the family channel. This woman is the thing that's at the end of my bed. When I have a nightmare. Absolutely. You know what I mean? The absol- she is an absolutely creepypasta. Like, yeah. For sure. I would almost rather fist fight a man than talk to her. She's scary. Yes. And that was apparent really quickly, honestly. From the get-go, her entire channel is invasive, intimate, and oftentimes cruel. But it's put into this package of purity and wholesomeness as they are a Mormon family. At the start of the channel... Ruby's Kate Gosselin-esque severe bob and blonde highlights let us viewers know that she is playing this humble, stay-at-home mom in this little fun world in Utah. But she actually wears the pants in this house. Oh, yeah. This haircut lets you know right away in 2015. She means boss. Yeah. Her word is law, for better or worse, and usually it's for the worse. Oh, God. I feel like, you know, a, a healthy family should have both parents 
going back and forth. You know, I don't like father knows best. I also don't like it when the mom is like this. Like, you know, both parents should have a say and make some rules. And then, I don't know, not be like some dominant force. Yeah. And for sure, the husband is playing into all this. I'm not a fan of him either. He's kind of a dick. But she's definitely the one driving this channel and making this content she's which is mean yes and, mean. and and beyond that she's other things too like the content is upsetting from the beginning but it progresses into more and more aggressive behavior from her onto her children whether this is because it got views whether it was the pressure of running the channels getting to her or she just seems to resent her kids it's unclear exactly which of those reasons i think she didn't want this life i think she wanted to be like a lesbian working at the power mill. It's quite possible. You know? What is crystal clear is there are very few lows that are too low for Ruby to go to get that money shot. From espousing all sorts of bonkers views to invading every ounce of her children's private lives to issuing punishments that just dance on the border of abuse, Ruby really does it all. <laughs> And it's entirely under the guise of being family-friendly, helped along by it being a religious family. She, again, is merely a representation of this overall brand. She just happens to be one of the biggest of these kinds of channels and one of the worst. For the last seven years, we've watched her put out videos such as... School shopping brawl, back off. In which she takes her children back to school shopping in the vlog, which includes buying her prepubescent daughter her first training bra which she proceeds to film in its entirety. That is so gross. Pedophiles love this shit. Well, we'll get into that. The young girl is clearly uncomfortable, and Ruby even comments on it, saying, aw, she's embarrassed in the video, but refrains from stopping the footage or turning the camera away. This is a nightmare, Natalie. Can you imagine growing up and someone has a camera in your face, and they're like, stop hitting yourself, stop, why are you embarrassed? <laughs> and you can't do it, because it's like, parents know best? Just the act alone of her going to this, this training bra section with her entire family, including the boys and her dad, alone is so awful as like, a young girl, but then to be put on the internet forever to million subscribers. I forget how many million subscribers they have, actually. But that that video has like 7 million views or something, and it's still up. There are videos where she has her adolescent daughters trying on different outfits and in slow pan close-ups of their bodies to millions of viewers, she explains why each of their dresses are inappropriate to go out in. So they're um, inappropriate to go out in, but they're perfectly appropriate to post on the internet for millions yeah. of people. Yeah. Yep. That's what she's saying. She has a video of her tween daughter who is shaving her legs for the first time in her own private bathroom. Ugh. This is one of the many ways she loves to display hypocrisy around her purity and sheltering culture. Oh, it's always those purity people that are like, we're the best. I'm just so pure and godlike. Mm -hmm. And she, they're always like cheating on their spouse, abusing their children, mm -hmm. having like wild, inappropriate pornography on their computer, you mm -hmm. know, every time. Yeah. So, yeah. And she's making numerous videos about her daughter's bodies exposing them for money and shaming them on camera oh my god and she's still doing this like we have to keep them pure and safe videos while she is like 
actively taking away their privacy. That is abuser shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's something the church would do a lot to me as a kid and like other women. And that's why I have problems. I love religion, but I have a lot of problems with organized religion Mm -hmm. because men would, they would shame you Mm -hmm. and they would scream and you would seem like I would be afraid. I was like afraid of men scared and just constantly just like looking at my body, hating my body because in their minds, they're like, oh, we have to knock them down a peg, Mm. destroy their sense of worth so then they can be pure and keep them pure for us. And you're also you're held accountable for if a dude stumbles yeah. It's because you put your tits out there. And I, I you know, I'm like, what, 13? Yeah, and, and like, you're like, I don't know what tits are. I don't know what that is. I don't have responsibility. I, don't know what's going- I, I have like res- adult responsibility pretty mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. Well, that is her life. And yet she's doing these things. And she's also beyond just that weird purity culture shaming stuff. There's countless videos of her children crying being embarrassed, being punished, including several of the children not being allowed to participate in a Christmas one year. (gasps) No. There are multiple instances where her children are asked not to be filmed in these videos, and she leaves it in. Whether or not she wants to admit it, which she never would, part of the growing fan base of that channel were pedophiles who would timestamp these moments when her children were being humiliated in the videos and share them amongst each other. This has been sussed out and proven by other content creators many times. It's not difficult to figure out. They used to have comments on. They would be marked with timestamps for the exact moments when kids were being exposed or shamed. They would be shared in forums for like sex predators. And she probably knew that. Wow. I mean, if anything, like a mother has an intuition. She would know intuitively. She just doesn't want to admit it because she's making money. She's making money. The comments are disabled now, and I think that's partly now because YouTube's – I think if you are a channel now that is geared towards children, you can't comment on them anymore because of all the pedophiles. Yes, because you know there's an algorithm mm-hmm. for computers, and they found out basically that there's a pedophile algorithm on YouTube. I think it's been changed now, but that's – you know now like when you upload I mean, a video, you have to say if it's made for kids or not. And if it's it made it for is. Kids, you can't comment. Yes, but doesn't keep the pedophiles from watching these videos. No, it doesn't. I think it was Um, found out because a woman posted a video of her daughters in like bikinis. mm -hmm. They were like four-year-old girls. So they're like little kids in bikinis. And she put it on YouTube and then was like, why does this video have like a million views? Mm -hmm. I don't understand. And it was pedophiles. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll be getting into that whole thing probably next episode. But... Yeah, no, it's a real problem. So with Ruby on these videos, she has not taken down any of the ones that were shared throughout pedophile ring. She's still making money off of them. Also, things like when she deemed that her oldest son was too out of control because he pranked his younger brother. Oh, yeah. Didn't he say that, like, we're going to go to Disneyland Mm -hmm. and they weren't and that's it? Yeah, he basically, like the teenage son, pulled a prank, which is what only teenage kids should be doing because they're stupid. Yeah. He told the younger his younger brother that they were going to go to Disneyland in the middle of the night and they like the kids laughed at him because the kid packed his little suitcase up, which is it's mean, but like it's what siblings do to each other. Yeah, and it's also what his that's some shit his mom would do. He's I know, learning right? from his mom and doing the exact Seriously, same thing. Seriously, because she does all kinds of fucked up stuff to them on videos. Yeah, so she probably got mad. She's like, wait a minute, I didn't think of that idea first. I'm right, mad. Right? Well, she decided that because he did that, he was going to have to go to wilderness camp. 
And it's one of those ones that is now being, you know, one of those, like they've had this reckoning with the girls boot camp things that girls get taken away to. It's one of those kind of where like bad people go. Because they're like to, beaten and shit. Yeah. And the vast majority, after she put this video out, people looked into it. And the vast majority of the people who go to this program are adults. And some are convicts. Yeah. Some are addicts. And this kid was 14 when they made him do that. I would be so scared if I'm around an adult addict out of prison. I mean, they threw him in the woods with like adult addicts as a punishment for pulling a prank on his little brother. Oh, my God. It's like, I don't know what heroin is. I'm 14. Yeah. And I've been sheltered, but my mom still makes a bunch of money off my videos, but I don't know what drugs are. So that happened. And then when he returned, it was revealed on their channel sort of by accident because he let it slip out. She didn't tell the audience. The son did that he had not been sleeping on a bed for seven months for punishment after he returned. So she was forcing this kid to sleep on a beanbag chair without a private room in their house because of the continued punishment. So a 14 year old who's growing didn't have a bed for seven months you have to like that's kind of the i'm not a parent because i love kids but you have to um apparently you have to hate kids to be a parent that's what it looks like yeah you have to feed them i never got behind the punishment your punishment is you can't have dinner oh don't worry she does that too fucking crazy psycho bitch I, i hate saying this about women but like you have to take care of your kids yeah so one of the things that really bums me out about that whole scenario is that they have a huge palatial home, largely due to the content that this child was churning out for her, yet she would not give him a bedroom in his own house. That's his house, basically. And it's his money. He should have been paid for it. Yeah. So I don't know if this all plays into this trend of this kind of conservative mom blogger kind of going off the deep end, but you know, the ones who've been really like themselves been sheltered. But I will say Ruby did meet her husband at 18 and they were married within a few months. And I don't know if that plays into it. If it was like she got to a certain age and then was like, like you said, I want to be working in the fucking I want to be building ships or something. Yeah, she doesn't want this life. It's clear. She's mean. Yeah. And and it's not very uncommon in the Mormon community for a girl this age to get married. But a lot of times it ends up in abusive marriages or divorce because you are 18 and you know what the fuck you want. Your brain is forming. Yeah. Ridiculous. And so she was in this realm and her husband also I don't think she was groomed. He was a couple years older, but this is generally what happens in this community. But I, I, I don't think she ever had a chance to learn about who she was at all or, or what she wanted. No, like our personal space, bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. Cause she's probably like, you know, taught that my body is for my husband her whole life mm-hmm. and then gets this guy and gets pregnant. And she's like, Oh wait, but what about me? There's never been any self-reflection. Never. I, I agree. I don't think that that exists in her. So her main personality trait seems to be angry, angry. Yeah. She's got that sharp, face she's mad i know some women like that and like every time i get around them, i'm always like i feel like i'm walking on eggshells that's how yes i feel like her kids feel like that ah you know i get like scared yeah more recently one of her controversies that she vlogged she was discussing to her audience how she refused to bring her 
kindergarten age daughter her lunch because her child had forgotten it at home. Oh, because the girl has to pack her own lunch. You got to pack your own lunch. She's in kindergarten. And you have to remember to bring it yourself. So she's six in this video. The kid's not in it. This is her, do uh, Ruby, doing her own little vlog telling the internet that she wanted everybody to know that her daughter was going to need to go hungry that day so she could learn responsibility. Right. Wasn't she like sitting in her car or something? Mm -hmm. It's like, I just want to let y'all know that the school called and they were upset with me, but I had to let them know. I said, don't give her lunch. No, she's got to learn her lesson. And this is not because Ruby was across town working in a hospital and she couldn't get out and couldn't get the kid her food. No, Ruby's sitting in the car vlogging instead of bringing a lunch to her child. To make an example of her or something. She, she never wanted kids. Nah. She it never seems wanted like she kids. hates them. Yeah. So she also instructed the teacher to not let her daughter eat anything. Oh. And the teacher was very young, didn't want to do that because the teacher cares about kids. And she said, you absolutely cannot feed my daughter. So beyond the humiliation of this child, the cruelty of making her child starve, this woman is obviously... A role model to other people who are watching her channel. So one of the really fucked up things about this is that she's also teaching these probably a lot of young women that these things are not only okay, but like doing these things to your kids is godly. And also they're seeing the validation of her doing this to her children. And they may want to exploit their kids too. these young girls who are watching her oh channel. Oh, God. Yeah. They see it. Well, she did it. So I'm going to do it. I'll starve my kid too. Yeah. It really does seem as though over time Ruby has become progressively more unhinged and it has gone to the point where her extended family who are actually also successful family vloggers by the way really her sisters all have like a million subscribers because of the mormon shit i think i think oh. they have a very distinct audience but they also have people outside of the mormon audience who've like latched on to them mormonism they have a lot of people on like tiktok and social media i'm yeah. surprised they let their women talk out like this well it's talked about quite a bit the hypocrisy of the church because they want the advertisement for the church right but the women on the tiktoks don't have to adhere to the same rules that other women who are in the mormon church do like because sometimes they wear crop tops and stuff. yeah they don't have to wear their garments which is one of the biggest parts about being a mormon which is a lot about modesty and stuff and the women who do the social media for the church don't have to do that I guess God said it was fine. Oh, those are my favorite kind of religious women that are just like, I get to do what I want. But you, I don't think God would approve. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of that. So her whole family, who are also Mormon, are, but are not this level of cuckoo, have all cut her off and have uh, like openly talked about disowning her family whoa oh my god so her family cut her off yeah They're like she's crazy we don't want to talk to her she's not invited to the potluck yeah walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups that's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier plus members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods plus when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship start a show together with your included paramount plus subscription walmart plus members save on this plus so much more Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. 
and craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. So she's sort of like going further into this this place that she's gone where I, I almost feel like there's probably some side of her that knows that she's really done a lot of stuff that's wrong and she has to go further into it because to pull back out, you'd have to acknowledge you fucked up a lot. Wow. And now she's kind of like alone in her own head because there's nobody she can talk to. Yeah. It's further driven her to be, in my opinion, kind of more like out of reality. I just honestly can't even fit all of the bonkers ass poop this woman has done online. There's so many other things. One of her... (laughs) Most recent meltdowns just occurred, actually. I'm so angry. I could scream. So I went in and I had an appointment with the principal. And she had the assistant principal. So she said, um, you know, what what can I help you with today? And I, I said, I have a concern. And I'm looking at the assistant principal, who's a man, and he's just got his head down like this. And I'm like, you know what? I can see you're not open to hearing my feedback. And she says, well, you know, if he wants to get out of the class, um, I'm totally fine making adjustments. Whatever would make me feel comfortable, I'm open to doing. And I said, I, you're missing the whole point of why I'm here. I am not here for anyone's comfort including my daughter's. I'm not here to make her comfortable. Of course she can move classes, not because you said so, but because I said so. I'm the parent. And I am here to invite you to see you, you, the principal, who are supposed to be bringing morality and supposed to be a standard, who have these precious children. You are not protecting them. You are not protecting them. You are introducing them to to the world and you're saying it's okay you're saying that you support this and I said I said in the end you're not going to answer to those 30 parents who think this is a good idea and you're not going to answer to me who is telling you this is wrong I said you will answer for what you brought into this school and exposed these children to. That's sick. I said, that's sick. I stood up and I said, I, I can see we're going in circles. I can see that you're not open to hearing me. I can see that you don't care. And I can see that <clears throat> if I'm going to raise my children with people looking out for them, I will have to do it myself. I cannot count on their teachers. I cannot count on their principal. I live in uh, like <laughs> a quaint conservative little city where people think they're safe. <laughs> oh. What do you think happened here? Do you think that like a man tried to take her child? Yeah, it looks like, yeah, someone tried to take her child. Maybe somebody tried to hit her or, like, be violent with her. This is actually a response video because her daughter participated in a school project where she did a TikTok dance to an extremely edited clip of the song Low by Flo Rida with her classmates. And Ruby lost her mind. Yes, she does this. The 15-year-old song 
by Flo Rida. How does it go again? Low, getting low, getting low. Yeah. Apple bottom jeans in the boot with the fur. But it was a, it was like a G-rated clip of that song. And I bet they're like getting low. They're kind of like dancing around. It was not a sexy dance. No. She freaked out. And yes, the 15-year-old song that apparently Ruby has never heard before, which, what? How? How could you have missed that song? It was every, that is just how detached she is from society. And also just in her head that the detachment of this woman, she knows pedophiles are watching her daughter try on bras enough that she had to, you know, take action, but not remove the video, of course. Right. But thinks that her daughter is going to get violated by a song that plays on their local grocery store commercials because that's why they were doing the song because it was like a grocery store was doing like saying like low prices. That to her is so destructive that she has a nervous breakdown because the child is developing autonomy. Yeah. And she can't handle that. Definitely. I tell you what to do. You're my little puppet. That's like growing up. We played the piano after dinner of the family. And every time they'd be like, Amber, get up and sing this song, sing this song. And like, other people would pick the song and the tempo, and I never realized why I hated it so much. And it was because I was like a puppet. Yeah, I got. I mean, I bet it was pretty adorable. Don't get me wrong. But oh, I'm sure because I got like zero like choice in the matter. It's not like you were like excited to do it. No. Yeah. To get yeah. up and sing "Amazing Grace" after dinner. Yeah, and I bet you her daughter was having a fun time learning that dance. I yeah. bet Ruby saw her laughing and smiling with classmates. Couldn't handle it, and she lost her mind. She's got to be mean like me. Also. On a sidebar, I have a new rule. You can't offer worldly advice and dictate everybody's worldview if you don't even know the most popular song of 2007. That might sound insane, but if you've never heard the flow write a song low, you can't run anything. You don't have to like it, but if you've never even heard it, that means you don't participate in society. That's what I've just said. Yes. <laughs> Quote me on that. Yeah. So... I say this because she's done making vlogs, according to her. Though she continues to make the money off the ones that are already up. She has already started a new venture with this other lady who seems to be completely detached from reality named Jody. She's another Mormon woman who is an ex-psychotherapist who says she left the practice. But I'm kind of more on the... She got that license lost. Yeah. She did something cuckoo and they're like, girl, give me that license. You can't do this anymore. Yeah. You're crazy. I have the inkling that that might be the case, but I don't know that. That's just speculation. But the stuff she says is not medicine or medical or science in any way. Um, Oh, does she like pray the cancer away? Not far off from that. So she has this group she calls Connections with an X in the middle. And it's supposed to sort of dole out this sort of pastel Q adjacent mental health advice. Basically, it's like a mental health space for people who don't believe in science. And Oh, yeah, I know those gals. So I feel like crazy watching them because they'll like talk to me about their herbs. And I'm like, wait, what are you saying? Yeah. What are you talking about? It makes no sense. Oh, you should listen to some of the stuff that they say because it you do feel like you are like you're having a stroke where you're just like, what are you saying? What? What? These aren't words. So their main thing is that you must live by truth. And the truth is always capitalized, which is always whatever they feel is what truth is. Right. And so they have this little group together called Moms of Truth. Without Ruby's kids, she doesn't really have much of a fan base. So all of their social media has like 3,000 followers, even though she has a million subscribers on YouTube. But 
the people who do kind of follow this Moms of Truth stuff are mostly people dunking on them and making fun of them. <laughs> and both women have not been having, they are upset about it. Um, How dare you make fun of us? There is the other woman in, in the group, the Jody Hildebrandt ex-psychotherapist, put this video out. We have almost 9,000 people on Moms of Truth in almost four months. It's unbelievable. When people show up and they're aggressive and they're um, um, wanting to attack, we invite them off. We invite them to see truth. They don't want to see truth. We invite them off. Those people, because they get so mad that they can't control what's going on, they turn right around and go give us a one-star review. So all you have to do is click the link and give us a five-star review. That's as simple as it is. But you guys aren't doing it. 50 to 75 people give us one-star reviews. So we started with a, a five, and in three months, we're down to like a two. Do I care about what Google says about me? I don't care at all. Please, 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 to help your other brothers and sisters know that this is a safe, principled, honest, responsible, and humble platform, please, will you please take five minutes and go give us a five star. It's confusing to me. It's like you guys like what you're getting from us and we're saying, hey, can you please help? It's like we're, we're going across the plains, pushing a wagon cart and you like you're going across the plains, but you're in the wagon. It's like, can you get out and please walk a little bit? I, I don't know how else to say it to you. If you're gonna be part of this Connections Truthful family, you, you've gotta do your part. So please, at a minimum, please, I, I don't understand why you won't do it. So she's essentially made this video saying, we only have one star in Google reviews. Where are all of you? If you even care about being the truth, you better go give us a review that's five stars right now. Ugh. Basically, I start screaming at people. Oh my God, like bullying um, them into watching her? Bullying them into giving her a positive review, not understanding that the reason that she has anybody following her stuff. It's because it's everybody's making fun of them. That's why they have low reviews because they don't have a real fan base. There's like four women yeah. who follow them for real. This lady looks like she'd call herself a mama bear. Yeah. Totally normal stuff coming out. Um, <laughs> so there are so, so, so many mommy vloggers who've taken this route of the purity of the family who are just doing the worst stuff to their kids. And it's not just conservative families. I mean, we'll see the other side of it here in a minute. But there's, you know, just quick examples of these pastel moms. There's just one family, and I, I don't think I'm going to name them because I don't want people to go there, but they have a million subs, and their parents have, I believe, 16 children, many of who are adopted, and they have several separate vlogs taking several different young daughters to dinner and making them describe sex on camera as they give them the person and the beast talk in a public restaurant on camera for a million subscribers. These little girls are cornered and asked how babies are made and made to like say it into the camera. And they're so clearly uncomfortable and embarrassed. And a lot of them are adopted children. So it's not even their bio children. They're doing this, too. I hope the ghost mother of those kids comes up and fucking raise his hell I hope on so those too. abusive parents. The shrimp cocktail turns into the Beetlejuice hand and then yeah. just like comes up and gouges their eyes out. Woo! There's also a woman named Jordan who was caught with accidental footage at the start of her video making her son pose for a thumbnail as he was crying for real. She made him stop. So yeah, this was footage that she forgot to edit out of the uploaded video and it was only up for three minutes or so, but people saw it <laughs> and they they went to town. With it. <laughs> I do know someone kind of not 
exactly like that, but they're very like this Christian conservative family. I mean, liberals do this also. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Um, but very um for the Instagram, and they're always like posting these beautiful photos. And I would go hang out with them, and you know, the husband's cheating, mm. the wife is mad. It's a relationship and a, a family falling apart. But yeah. if you went on Instagram, you'd be like, oh wow, that's so beautiful. It's well, it's a family falling apart, but also they're monetizing all of it. Mm. Um. You know, the reason that it's falling apart probably half the time is because they're monetizing it. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's another conservative Christian blogger named Katie who wrote this under her son's Instagram photo. Guys, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Instagram never liked my munchkin and it killed me inside. His photos never got as many likes, never got comments. From a statistical point of view, he wasn't as popular with everyone out there. Maybe part of that was the pictures just never hit the algorithm right. Part might be because he was the baby for a very short amount of time, and people like babies. I say all that because I want to believe that it wasn't him, that it was on me. My insufficiency caused this statistical deficit, because obviously my munch should get all the love and squinty eyes are totally adorable. Wait, what? So like her kid just wasn't getting as many likes as she wanted? Yeah, and in that, (laughs) she basically was... So would she kill him? (laughs) She was shaming her followers for not liking the baby enough and then going, I'd like to think it wasn't him, but maybe it was. Maybe he's not cute enough. Oh, that's like a Um, double deception because she's mm -hmm. like, you guys didn't like the photos because you didn't like the photos. Maybe my baby's ugly. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. I'll lock your photo. Your baby's cute. Ah." Yeah. So that in itself is just like a really terrifying way to look at your child. Hopefully those who have had little incidents like this go on to realize, you know, because like some of these, like the Jordan woman, this Katie woman, they're not people who necessarily have had long term things like Ruby where they just made all this horrible content. But, you know, that's like those kind of reflection moments where you go, oh, my God, what am I doing? And to Jordan's credit, she hasn't posted in over six months, so maybe she's just going to stop doing it yeah. for a while or forever. <laughs> but the other woman, Katie, even though she's a relatively small following at 58K, she's still going strong with those posts, making more posts, not really feeling any um, embarrassment, I guess. But I mean, what do you do if Instagram crashes? What do you do when your kids grow up? Well, we're going to find that out in a couple years, I guess. It's just so hard because even my parents, who obviously didn't do anything like this those little moments when I was little and my mom embarrassed me in front of like one or two people by saying something that I thought was private are burned into yeah. my head. I remember them like yesterday. Yeah. What is that going to be like if there are like hundreds of minutes of that for That's the like entire every day? Ugh, awful. Those moments really stick with you. What is that going to do to somebody's brain if all of their moments are fucking monetized like oh that? Oh, God. My mom was dating after my dad passed away and I met one of her new guys she's dating and I didn't like him. And um, I started crying and I was just like, mom, I don't like him. I don't like him. She's like, okay. And the next day at breakfast in front of the whole family, she goes, Amber said she doesn't like my new, the the boyfriend. And she started crying. And I'm like, why did you say that? Yeah. Those are those kind of things that you don't forget. No. Then you you thought something was a secret or you you asked somebody, your parents to not tell something imagine being that kid on that and ruby's channel going please don't film this their mother ignoring the child and then posting it and then monetizing it like what was that you're gonna turn into a killer yeah like i don't know what else to say there horrible what a horrible thing to do your child oh my god or just have no understanding of like your life your choice your 
I mean, it's like you're being trafficked, really. Because you're just sort of sitting there getting fucked. And what are you going to do about it? Well, that that is why I wanted to do this series, because these are kids are missing. They are trafficked children. They are missing in front of our fucking eyes and nobody is helping them. And it is really we got to not do that. We're giving them money. We're giving their traffickers money. We are. We absolutely are. And it's going to go downhill from here, guys. Truly, (laughs) it's going to get worse than this. But. I want to go over one last family before we finish this episode. This is a family who's monetized every second of their child's lives since some of them literally slid out the chute and whose eldest daughter is in competitive dance and is plastered all over their social media and really questionable outfits, which we'll get back to, but who has also had the cocacity to produce a documentary entitled Abortion on YouTube in April of this year. I'm guessing she don't like it. No. Where they use propaganda talking points, completely avoid facts or science, and try to shame women out of making their own bodily choices. It's nauseating to say the least, especially because of the level of exploitation that they extend to their own children. Wow. You know, I bet it's because they never had a childhood. They never had a choice. So no one else should have that choice. Yeah. I mean, quite possible. The wife, whose name is Savannah, one of her big main talking points on her channel and on this documentary is that... She got pregnant at age 19 and how scared she was. But she was so brave and she carried through with this pregnancy. And so can you. Mm. No mention that she had money and family support and access to health care. And she had a bunch of people taking care of her. And she was a pretty blonde girl who had everything handed to her when she got knocked up. They send this message out to their 13 million subs, many of whom are young girls. And the backlash to putting this video out was pretty severe. Yeah, because they'd be like, why am I having such a hard time right now? Why does this, why is this bad? And my life is ruined. I'm so young. Oh, and that's another one. I was like, oh, fuck, they had money the whole time. Yeah. Yep. And they don't have any medical background, of course. They don't have any space to be telling women to, like, they shouldn't be doing this. Even their, like, followers who a lot of whom are probably, you know, a a lot of people who are religious are also pro-choice. Yeah. Like, that's just reality. And so their views have gone down substantially, but they still have pretty big numbers. So the husband and wife are named Cole and Savannah, and they're very young. They're under 30, but they now have four children who they show every day doing activities every second of their lives. And... It's just it's it's ironic to me that they do this abortion video. You have to save a life so then you can make money. Yeah. What if how could you have an abortion? Because then how would you make money? How would you ever make any money if you didn't have the child? And they've had their share of other controversies. They've clickbaited that their house burned down in the California wildfires a couple years ago. It did not. (laughs) They didn't even get touched by it. They clickbaited that their daughter had cancer. She didn't. What? They posted a video where they talked about pulling their oldest daughter out of school at age nine so she could be an extra pair of hands around the house. We do have family days. I don't want to make it seem like we never see like she's here. Yeah. But but it's like, with all that to say, I feel like it started making me think about homeschool a little bit with because, first of all, she's gone a lot. It would be so nice to just have her home more in the mornings, just to have like slower mornings. So I started looking at idea like, schools that do like um 
they go to school two days a week and then they're home three days a week, which I feel like is like perfect for me. Like mm-hmm. still gets her out a little bit because she likes to she likes to like socialize and like she'd get bored here at the house. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like her going to school two days a week would be super good for her. And then her home three days a week would be so nice for all of us. Just like first of all, seeing her more, spending more time with her, having like more quality time with her in the morning. Second of all, she's helpful with the kids. So I feel like having her here would be nice just with another baby coming too. Like she just, it's nice having an extra pair of hands around the house, even if it's a nine year old, <laughs> you know? And she likes it. Like she, she likes helping me out. Um, oh, they are young and blonde. He looks like the guy from Frozen. You know what I mean? You know that dude? No, I've never seen Frozen, but also this dude was a YouTuber and like Viner before this with his own other shit. And then he became a family vlogger because he ran out of ideas. Oh my God, Vine. Um, so I, yeah, that's the perfect way to have kids. Not for like love of children or no. continue to your lineage. It's to make content. Yeah. So I forget what, it's around maybe 10 minutes or something they talk about this, but this is them and this is them talking about how It'd just be really fun if we saw her more. And like, also, she's really helpful with the kids. She loves it. She's an extra pair of hands around the house. Nine. She's nine. They're trying to pull her out of school to help with their children. No, she needs to go to school. So I can't stomach watching a ton of length of their videos, but there's been criticisms based on this video and other things that their eldest daughter is being parentified, which is the act of making a child take on some or all of the duties of a parent. And it's usually the daughter, I notice. Oh, yeah. Boys are allowed always. to be boys as long. They could be boys up until their 40s. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But the girls are just like, no, you're an adult now. Yeah. And it occasionally does happen to boys, like for sure. Okay, of course, yes. But a lot of the time it is it is the little girls become parentified. But definitely cases of, of guys being put into that position absolutely and that's also horrible a lot of times if the mother's a single mom to be honest yeah she kind of makes him a husband and then he doesn't have like a good father figure to look after right he has to watch his siblings and and be worried about his mom also Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah. totally but yeah so these parents have been accused of parentifying this little girl this is further magnified that this woman's first child this little girl who's being parentified she you know the one she was so brave to carry to term is another man's child. So whenever this woman and, and this man started this channel, he essentially like adopted the older girl. He's the dad that stepped up. You're right. However, once they started having their shared children, there is a lot of criticism from people who watch who say that the oldest daughter is treated differently than the other Ooh, kids. Like you're not as loved. Yeah. And oh. also like kind of exploited a lot more, but like kind of treated a little bit like an item. That's just what a lot of people uh, have criticisms about them say. And I don't know. I can't speak to that entirely. I have seen clips that do kind of allude to that. But the thing that I do know that I feel uncomfortable with is the parents like them of such massive platform that post so many little girl dance class videos and little girl dancing videos. I mean, little girl dancing is cute. But like to video it and put it on well, for men to watch. Also, this isn't really innocent dancing so oh i picture just like one two the tree goes cows no no so specifically this channel but a lot of other channels too this channel posts not just of their daughter but a lot of her daughter's dance classes and when she's in competition shows with a lot of other little girls so competition dance is its whole own little beast yeah they Um, put makeup on these little girls like they're 35 year old women yeah so it's disgusting on every level, but it's hard to deny 
that girls in these competition shows get sexualized. This is something that I was aware of well before social media. I grew up in the dance world and I went to schools that never did this form of dance. Mostly I went to places that admonished it, to be honest, because it's really pretty creepy. Yeah, you were a ballerina, Natalie. I was. And I also did jazz and contemporary and modern, too. But there's a way to do that without making it about the sexuality and a lot of the competition stuff is openly sexual. Like, I don't know else to say that. Now, even though the kids don't know that, the yeah, kids they, don't know what they're doing, but the adults know what they're doing. Now, that is already fucking weird, and it is being projected to masses of people. I don't imagine that this vlogging family got written consent from all these parents. And even if they did, this is leading into what we will talk about next episode, which is the dark, 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 and darkity darkest part of this entire series. And I'm going to leave it off at that. Ooh, a cliffhanger, Natalie. It's not, it's, it's, you shouldn't be excited. <laughs> be the opposite of excited. But be dread, filled with dread. Listen to it, though. But you should listen to it. And I'm not the first person to bring this up. And you might have already heard about some of this going on, but I really feel like we need to have this conversation as a society because what is happening is not okay. And a lot of the times in these instances, we're talking about parents who are the ones being the traffickers. The parents are the ones doing the exploitation and, it's not stopping. It seems like it's getting worse and we got to do something about it. Yeah, this um, really this series so far has made me realize why I'm so hyper individualistic and take care of myself as an adult, because I've been a child in mm -hmm. these times when I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. But you're the adult. So I have to listen to you. Yeah, I don't. This is bad. This yeah. is harmful. And, you know, all adults are flawed. There's no such thing as a perfect parent no. or a perfect system around a kid. My parents never abused me. Right. No, but like still, you know, we just we, we have grown up, a lot of us, in different ways. I wasn't in a religious area, but I had the same, you know, very flawed adults who were around me and me going, you are doing things that I can tell are wrong. Yeah. And I feel bad and weird and here. And I'm the kid here. And you're telling me I'm supposed to do these things. And I do, I think that's maybe another reason why, again, like I'm very, you know, independent too. And I think it's because of that, because sometimes parents are really fucking flawed and we can't just like let those kids just be in this position if that's the case. Yeah. My parents tried the best they did. They never. Yeah, me. they didn't do They didn't no. put you. They didn't put you in little no. bikinis and <laughs> tell me to dance around for pedophiles. Yeah. Dance for the pedophile for five dollars, Amber. We need that $5. Before social media, it would have been even worse because you would have had to just done it in front of a group of pedophiles and they would have given you money. Wow, like old school. Old school. No, now you can reach so many more pedophiles. Um, Yeah, so we'll be back with that next week. I'm sorry in advance. You can follow us at Someplace Underneath and you can follow me at The Natty Jean. Amber Smelson. And we are, regardless of this topic, saucy, pert, and greasy, as always, you will never take that away from us and we will not let these kids get that taken away from them either. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.